Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Failing Better, everyone's favorite podcast. With your favourite co-host, me, Johnny Pelham, and your less favourable podcast host... Go on, Johnny. Sean McLaughlin. Thanks, everyone. Everyone's favourite podcast. There you go. Not a bad not a bad tagline. I mean, I wish it was true. Good tagline, but would, I think, be <laughs> off-com would have a few words to say about it. What do you think is the best tagline? Just full stop. What do you think? Or the most accurate? Do you think any has any company ever done like an accurate tagline? I guess it's difficult. Is that they're all trying to sell an ideal, aren't they? So they can't mm. they can't say life's so miserable and then you die and it's fundamentally pointless. I once saw in a, in a, in a toilet um, uh, round Loftus Road near with QPR is the football team I support, uh, and there's a famous uh, bit of graffiti where someone's written QPR shit but local. I thought that is a good tagline. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think um, isn't somewhere like there's a bit of um, Australia where they're sitting. It's like Perth, I think. In Australia's tagline is something like "We're all right," which is quite funny. <laughs> That's very sweet. Yeah. Um, how you been, Johnny? Good. I've been very well. I've been keeping well, and uh, all things are good in Johnny Pelham Towers. Perfect, perfect. You were just saying you want to move to London. Yeah, well... What's all that about? Our guest from the Tuesday's episode, Harriet Kemsley, came to stay. Um, She was late then as well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, She came to stay, and basically she was mocking... I don't have any many friends in Manchester. I was going to say any, but then I thought there's a few people who probably classify themselves as my friend who might listen to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might not have many friends in Manchester, and I'm just stuck in a bit of a... I asked a friend out... I asked, I asked someone out in Waterstones if they wanted to go on a friend date with me the other day. The other day? Yeah, yeah. You've done this before, Johnny. You've tried to make a friend in a Waterstones. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that bookshop. What's going on? There's something about the, the ambience of Waterstones seems to bring out your sort of social side. And I think I'm, I'm always, whenever I'm in Waterstones, I'm in the self-help book, having a self-help section, having a crisis. Is that exactly where you were this time as well? Yeah. Fascinating. And now, I, think- I wish I could get to the bottom of what this means. Well, do you want to do some therapy on me? Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't. Well, that's one of the most hurtful things. Imagine, imagine if you went to a therapist and you were like, <laughs> I, my problems, I just don't want to do and it. the therapist just, went, no. No. Not, even, not like this is too complicated for me. Just went, no, boring. <laughs> I just don't think I want to do it. I just don't think it would be inter- interesting or entertaining. I don't think I'd get anything out of it. Um, I'll tell you something that is fun. My mum and dad are both therapists. 
and uh, they've stopped doing it now. And I was talking to them about it, and sometimes I said, "What's the most hard bit of it?" And they said, "Sometimes the person they're talking to is really fucking boring." <laughs> <laughs> I think therapists should be allowed to like genuinely hit their patients. That's a terrible idea. Or just, <laughs> or, or at least be like, or at least like shout at them and just go, "You're being a dickhead." Do you? But I think that would destroy the therapeutic. I think this is why you shouldn't be a good. You wouldn't be a good therapist. Because if I said, "Oh, I, I struggle with my self-esteem," and you started hitting me or t- telling me I was shit, I don't think that would help. Yeah, but that. But I wouldn't be. That wouldn't be the issue. So give me an example of where you think hitting a client would be helpful. I'm scared of being punched in the face by therapists. I go, okay, this is um, exposure therapy. Bam, 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 and they go, great. Now I'm cured. Well, that's quite specific. I don't think there's that many people who come to therapy with the specific fear I... that they're going to be hit. Because otherwise, you just you just stay away from therapy in general if that was your phobia. No, but they want to get over their phobia. That's the point. But why? Because they're, they're living perfectly happy lives outside of this Well, of course fear. they're not. Of course they're not. So is, is, it a, is it a symbolic fear that is also holding them back in other areas of their Well, I mean, look, well? it obviously means enough to them that they've gone to therapy to try and sort it out. So, you know, you do the maths. Right. So the, more, what, the more we talk about this, the more I think I'd actually be a fucking good therapist. It's interesting. I'm having the absolute opposite opinion. I think I'd be really good because I think, you know, there is a thing about you know, meeting people with compassion and empathy. And I do agree with that. A lot of the time that works. But let's not get rid of the old traditional methods of just punching them until they change. <laughs> punching them until they change. I mean, that, can be, that can be what your therapy could be called. You're doing CBT, EMDR. No, no, I'm doing punching them until it's they punching change. them. Punching, they're like bits of... Human beings are bits of pizza dough and you've got to punch them before you get them in the oven. Because once they're in the oven, it's harder to punch, but you still can punch them. <laughs> <laughs> Thus ends your training. <laughs> once they're in the oven, you can still punch them. That's what yeah. we should call this episode, I think. Well, yeah, once they're in the oven, it's harder <laughs> to punch, but you can still punch them. <laughs> so anyway, you um, you don't have, you don't feel like your social life is good enough in Manchester, and so you're thinking of moving to London. Well, I have a lot of, I have a lot of friends, such as yourself, Sean, mm-hmm. who I could uh, talk to in London, and who would, I think, give my life more joy meaning and fulfillment yeah yeah i mean definitely yeah that would that would it definitely would do that but um it's 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 expensive it's more expensive well, than manchester we've got, we've got like a nice house in manchester and we'd have to we'd have to give up things like probably a garden or something you know what i mean like yeah so I, I think that's the we basically need to see what we could get in london for what money we could find and then make a decision. But we were thinking about moving to Crystal Palace because there was a few places there that actually... Oh, looked... I'd love that. That's so close to me. Well, it's near all of us, isn't it? There's like a group of... Like Harriet from last week's episode. Yeah, last week's in. guest Harriet, who I'm sure is so desperate to spend more time with us after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she did give us a good follow-up message where she said, it made me put on trousers, so it's probably a good thing. So yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't worry about her. it. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Crystal Palace. I used to live there in my early twenties. What's it like? Well, when I lived there, it was I liked it, yeah. but then I went back. I've went. We had a couple of weekends there, sort of over the last summer, with my wife. My wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> do give do us a think, five star review. Do you, do you think? 
think Alexa thought she'd be married to someone who would do a Borat impression every time he said that she was he was married to her. Well, let's put it this way: I didn't say I do at the ceremony. I said why were we were. So I think she knew exactly what she was getting into. <laughs> and you were wearing one of those g-string things. Yeah, exactly. Yakshabash. So um. But, and it's so nice now, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace now feels like it's like Notting Hill or something. It's well, really, really nice. How it was saying there's some sort of triangle, which is all of like boutique shops and things. Yeah, the, the Crystal Palace triangle. Like when I when I was living there, it was just sort of a normal-ish area. It was actually a little bit scuzzy, to be honest. But um, now, and then I left, and it got very nice. So you do the maths. I imagine that's a pattern. I can really bring it back down to what it used to be, though. Yeah, I'm yeah. The, I'm the opposite of gentrification. I go to a place and everything crashes yeah yeah it's a very lovely part of town i think you would both be very happy there and property prices were like insanely expensive because it's london but they were like there's some bits of london which it's like you can't get a cupboard for less than like half a million whereas this mm. was like well it south wasn't... of the, south of the river still cheaper and there it's like the transport links aren't that good so you, you have to sort of sacrifice that and there's right. bears there's bears yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I can, uh, I'll fight a bear as long as I can get a property in London for an affordable amount. That would be lovely. Well, are you actually genuinely thinking about it, you two? I think so. I think we're going to get do my Edinburgh show, Sophie do Alma, and then I think in October we're probably going to move. Because I've just be got, brilliant. I've just gotten so few friends, Sean. Mm. Like you're, this is how bad it is. You're talking to you is one of the highlights of my weeks, and that you can't. Be, you can't not be depressed if what you're looking forward to this week or my my chat with Sean, I suppose. I I I I, I mean, look, I'm trying to improve my self-esteem, but yeah. even I would accept. Uh, I should I should never be the highlight of anyone's month, no, or day or week or anything like that. Like if I went to my therapist and said, "Look, I would like some antidepressants," they'd say, "Look, this isn't a chemical imbalance in your brain. This is the fact you have an objectively shit life." Yeah, 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 yeah. They'd say you have a shit life. Sean, yeah. McLaugh- Sean McLaughlin is your best friend. That's you. You've. you've I've, nev- I've you've never made- said that, Sean. I've never said that, Sean. <laughs> You're in love with Sean McLaughlin. You've made a strategic error there. And he's. And the thing is, if you see him in, per- in person, he'll punch you because he has this whole pizza dough theory <laughs> that, frankly, has taken the the psychotherapy world by storm. And I think it might have real uh, benefits for people who are beyond even people who are scared of therapists punching them. So you're saying the the punch. Therapist punching people in the face could be widely applied to anyone. I think it's almost like I've thought too small. You know how when they invented dynamite, they thought they were doing something else. I don't know what exactly they thought they were doing. <laughs> but, you know, there's a thing. They go, oh, I, I thought, you know. You know, like whenever they say that, oh, this was invented originally to do this. Yeah. Like cornflakes was invented to stop people wanking and yep, yep, yep. dynamite was. I mean, what else could dynamite have been? I mean, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Because actually cornflakes on many people have the exact opposite effect. But I know for me, every time I see a conflict, I get an involuntary erection. Yeah, well, they've put that fit rooster right on the box. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Sexy chicken. <laughs> How are you looking, Miss O? Sexy chicken. I wish we did have 18 minutes to go. <laughs> it's seven in the morning and I'm looking at a cock. And I'm also looking at a cock on a box of cornflakes. <laughs> clip. Clip, him it. Clip. Do I smell a clip? <laughs> we should get a sound effect. Whenever there's a clip, we should yeah. go bong, clip. 
<laughs> I think that's good. That's a subtlety this podcast needs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bong clip. Bong clip. Next. Oh, Johnny, I'd love it if you moved to London. It'd be so much fun. Or you can come, you can come to QPR games with me. I would actually like that because I'm a, I'm I'm at the point now where I'm, I, like I'm taking my sister to the game on Saturday, and I don't think she's going to enjoy you it. You hate I'm, your sister. And, <laughs> and I hate that. I hate her. I hate her. And she's not only is she not a fan of the sport, she's actually in a, a long-term blood feud with Sam Field, the midfielder. So <laughs> what are you going to do? Sandfield injured for the season due to a sort of ending a blood feud. Yeah. Um, question about blood feuds. I feel this happens, but question about blood feuds. Does it? Does it? Do you just need to draw blood, or do you need to actually kill the person? Like, what I knows? like is that you think that I'm the guy to ask about it, but you are <laughs> correct. I've had a fair few blood feuds in my time, and I know the ins and the outs. The uh, outs is blood. Yeah. <laughs> the ins. More pain. More pain. So what are you saying? You're saying, does it count as a blood feud unless blood has been shed? That's what you're saying. No, I'm saying, like, I'm presuming blood has to be shed, but I'm saying, is it enough blood to, like, is it, do they have to die for it to be a blood feud, or is it just no. like... No, no. So just like a little... A little needle... I think if, if either of you, if you're having an argument, yeah. or, like, or you're a disagreement that goes over a certain amount of time, and either of you bleeds for any reason, I think it counts as a blood feud. Like, I'm like... in a blood feud with the, with the guy who works at my local news agent. Because yeah. I disagree, I thought I was like, "Oh no, I paid with a ten and not a five And he said, "No, you didn't." And I was still annoyed about it. And then the next week, I got a paper cut, and I'm like, "Well, we're in a blood feud now." All right. So I thought the blood. I thought you getting a paper cut would be the end of the blood feud, and you'd have lost. No, no. It, and that's the start of a blood feud. It's that 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 no. That's the elevation of it from a feud to a blood <laughs> feud. But how how do you end it now? You have to kill him. Yeah. Well, well. He's, <laughs> I mean, I'm still here, Johnny. So it's over. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get you get a horse and ride into his little news agents and stab him. Just kill him. Just kill him. That's a, I, tell, I tell you what's a phrase I've always wanted to say. <laughs> you should see the other guy. I've always wanted to say that. Yeah, yeah. And that unfortunately, good... I've start I have started saying it, but it doesn't really make any sense in the context. <laughs> like they'll say to me, they go, "Oh, are you sure about those shoes? I'm not sure they suit with that." And I go, "You should see the other guy." Yeah. And then my dentist goes, "What?" And I go, "What?" <laughs> I honestly, I know there's always a bong script. clip, bong <laughs> clip alert. I have, I have no idea what you're talking. About. <laughs> uh, are you sure you want a pepperoni pizza, sir? You should see the other guy. You should see the other guy. What? What? Five stars. <laughs> Look, you've got to give us a five star review. Um, that's the bottom line. So. Uh, you're moving to London. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm becoming part of the uh, gentrified elite, and I'm looking forward to it, baby. I think Manchester still counts as liberal metropolitan elite. Oh. I Doesn't don't want to be in the elite. But you're in be... Prestwich, which I suppose isn't technically it's not very elite. It's eliteing, I guess. It's elitifying, because it is gentrifying, but not very quickly. But is it gentrifying? People say gentrifying. Like the area I live in, it's. I don't think it's gentrification. I think it's more like regeneration. Like it's just, <laughs> it's modernising a bit. I, I don't know if it counts as gentrifying. I think now you can get like avocado on toast for 10 quid and you can get a little latte in a little plastic cup. You know what I mean? It's a... The thing is, I don't think that's gentrification necessarily. I think that is the public's tastes have moved on. 
Unless that, unless we put all of that in the same thing. But so I how don't are know you defining it's... gentrification. Well, I suppose from, gentrific- blood, from blood feuds to gentrification. <laughs> Is there any topic this podcast can't dive in studs up? <laughs> Do oh, I don't knowledge? fucking know. It probably is um, probably is gentrification, isn't it? I guess it's just to do with pri- property prices. But property prices go up everywhere, right? And they're about to crash, apparently, like the British economy. Not because of Brexit. Brexit was a good thing. Brexit was a good thing. That is the official line of this podcast. Support your workers. And Brexit was a good thing. Support. And, <laughs> and Bangladesh always wins. Bangladesh always wins. Brexit was a good thing. And... Um, I didn't kill that news agent. <laughs> Natural causes. <laughs> he fell onto that knife. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so I've got a weekend coming up I was going to ask your advice about. Oh, exciting. My wife's going away for a couple of nights. Yeah. And I've got one gig that I'm happy to phone it in for. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I'm having a fu- I'm having like a me weekend. Wow. And I try to figure out what I want to order in a food. <laughs> I first of all I need to figure out how to say that sentence. <laughs> Step I'm one. Even in that. I think you can do that. Order in a food. Um now the big thing is I was thinking about installing football manager, which oh my God. I don't know if listeners know of this game. Uh but it is an extraordinarily addictive well, football manager simulator it's, game. It's the end of your life. That me and Johnny have both... And actually, I think that was the reason that we bonded first. We've both lost way too much of our youth to this game. And I've, I've been basically clean since... Well, the pandemic, I reinstalled it. And then before then, it was years. But part of me thinks, I've got two full days. The thing is, Maybe Sean, I should just do it. It's not enough time. There's no way... You, all you'll do is you'll start an interesting save in two days... And then you've you've fucked. That's, that it, is the problem. It takes because it takes about six hours yeah. just to get the coaching stuff yeah. right. And Lex will come back and she'll be talking about something personal or some important matter, and you'll just be thinking about like, should I get that Slovakian left back? Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I it'll know. you'll it'll ruin your relationship and your life. My other thing is, I might buy um, the CEX has got NHL twenty two, which yeah. is um, and they've got a general manager mode on there. Which I feel can scratch that itch. Yeah, I mean, and I can probably idea. get that done in three days. I mean, that's because I just think football manager. In the two days you've got, you'll just be setting up. You'll be enjoying it, and then you'll just either have to stop it, which will annoy you, or mm. you'll just not get any work done for the next year of your life. I do. I do really wish there was another pandemic. I wish there was a pandemic once a year, like for a month. Yeah, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. And you could, and everyone knew it, and it didn't ruin the economy, and no one died. But everyone, like a pandemic, where just a, a, a holiday, everyone just went, look, we're having a month off again. Yeah, I think that's basically what I want—a holiday. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm I'm doing Edinburgh this year, and I'm one of the only things that's keeping me up for it is the idea of basically just playing football manager for a month. God, that's I'm so jealous. Because it feels like you can do it for a month. You can just have to go to your gig. And then I don't want to be out partying because I want to actually, you know, not be hung over on stage, thrown yeah. into a bucket like I normally am. And so just to go on, play a football manager, you know, eat my ca- cauliflower wings. What a life I'm going to live. Cauliflower wings. Look at you learning all the vegetarian lingo. Yeah, eating eggs and bread. 
So what f- what food do you think I should order in over my on my my sort of Sean weekend? What food do you think I should order in? It's very. What, what's your favourite food? <laughs> well, I don't really know. I don't really know. What about I don't Indian? want to just order chips, do I? I'm getting Indian, but then I'm from Bradford, so I've got I'm biased towards Indian food being the best type of food. Mm, I'm from Brighton, so I I tend to just enjoy a nice charbroiled seagull. <laughs> and you, a stick of rock, please. Yeah, hi there. I'd like to order an ice cream and a seagull to eat the ice cream. <laughs> I'd like to order some anal beads and a <laughs> some rock cake. Thanks. I don't know. I've narrowed it down to about seven places. I might get pizza. Yeah. I might get. I might get Turkish. There's a p. There's mm. this thing called a p day. I think it's called a p day. <laughs> <laughs> which is not, should not be confused with pedo, which is a word that we haven't used in about two episodes, which I think is our record. <laughs> I mean, it's called a pedo, though actually I do think there's too much margin for error, and I'm going to be calling Johnny. And <laughs> Johnny, I've accidentally ordered a Turkish pedo to my door. What if he's uncutting? Because he got there and you're clearly a grown man. I mean, like, what? Has there been some sort of miscommunication? Why is this. I can't eat this. Why <laughs> delivery even taking this order? Well, he's just naked holding his now non erect cock. <laughs> Get out of here. No, there won't be a tip of, it, of any sort. Maybe a curry is fun. I mean, a curry is fun, isn't it? When you order a curry in, that's a lot of fun. And to do it on my own. I can even have it for breakfast the next morning. A curry on your own, because then you get all the bits and it just feels like you've got yourself a feast. And it does, that, it does feel pretty great, that. It's cost-effective as well, curry. You get a lot of bang for your buck, I you think. You certainly do. You certainly do. That, I'd get a curry, I think. What are the other options I've got? I've got, like, a really good Caribbean place at the top of my road. But I don't know. If, I, the thing is, I think I want to eat a lot. Maybe pizza or curry, I think. Or pedo. Pide. <laughs> Pide is like a type of pizza. It's like this sort of, almost like a bread-shaped dough. They fill it with, like, cheeses and vegetables and stuff like that. It's an underage pizza, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess a pide is. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. What? I really thought we were doing well on this show. Um, Sean, let me just say at this point, I never had that optimism. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we got left? Seven minutes of fun to go. Let's keep talking and then it'll go more fun than ever. Is a that beautiful, good? A beautiful voice. <laughs> Thank a you. Beautiful, beautiful singing voice from Mr. Um, Johnny Pelham there. Um, so I was going to ask, are you doing any festivals this year? Are you playing any of the music festivals or anything like that? I'm not, actually. I'm doing quite a lot of... Um, they're all miles away. I did... Um, What's one that happens in in August by like Bristol or Bristol Way? I don't know. Glastonbury. No, no, I did that. I'd love to do Glastonbury. Yeah, I would as well. Have you ever been to Glastonbury? No. I've always wanted to go. I've never. Yeah, the lineup is so good. Do you reckon you could get on? The Glastonbury's got a weird booking policy compared to the others. The others I know how to get booked there, and I've played a lot of them. Glastonbury is like this old hippie network. I don't, no one really knows who books them and who doesn't. That's no, if I, but to be fair, if I was the book of Glastonbury, I'd keep it that way. Like, yeah, I'd yeah. Just send yeah. everyone they're inviting like by like courier mail, like and just keep us. Because otherwise, you just get inundated with people asking if they can do it, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, I'm just going to look at the lineup for Glastonbury this year. Oh, God, it's so good. It's so good. Who is it? Oh, sorry, I've got all these cookies there. I've started rejecting cookies, by the way. More Have on you? that later. Um, <laughs> well, part of your diet, I guess. <laughs> Hello, four more years. Billy Eilish, Paul McCartney, and Kendrick Lamar are the headliners. I mean, that's basically as big as it gets. I guess it is Glastonbury. It's meant to be. It's meant to yeah. be pretty big. That's pretty huge. Do you? I think what um what arena we're feeling better doing? Imagine if we weren't headlining Glastonbury, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, if we were headlining Glastonbury, you've got to think our numbers would go up. We'd probably get. Would we? Be, the problem is, is we'd probably get a few reviews that weren't five stars. No. And I'm only in this to get more five star reviews. <laughs> I think if we headlined Glastonbury, we'd be staring down the barrel of a few four-star reviews. People would be going, I was watching this on the television. I think it was a four-star performance. And that would be devastating for us, really. I don't know if I could carry on. I think we, we have to remain underground then so to keep the reviews consistently high. Glastonbury's maybe just too big a platform for us. I suppose it, it depends, though, because you probably... How much money do you think you get for headlining Glastonbury? You've got to get a lot. Like 100 grand, so like a million? I don't know. I've got no idea. It's got to be more like a million, I think. Maybe more. But I guess it might be one of those things where it's such a good way of keeping you in the zeitgeist. You know, like some gigs you do to be like back front and centre because you're like head of culture. Then if you headline Glastonbury, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I do think we should do it when they offer it. <laughs> but I, I suppose I was more saying is I think we could put the money that with the the fee could go into the show, mm. so we could find a way of elevating the show. We or can, do we, we? Or or do we? Um, Maybe we just keep it low, low fi. Strip it back. Just strip it right back. Maybe we just do it on Zoom. We don't even go to Glastonbury. We just we just have our Zoom conversation over the. And there's nothing over... cooler than that. We're not. We're not. You know, we, we're staying true to what made us successful. We're not bowing to the peer pressure of putting on an entertaining show. How many people do you think would have to say no for for this podcast to be offered to headline Glastonbury? I would say millions. I think literally. I think have... hundred. I genuinely think hundreds of millions of people would have to say yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, every I, other podcast in the country would have to say no. Every other podcast in the country. I think just like a builder from Essex would have to be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> doing, you know what I mean? Like just em- everyone would have to nah, say Nah, can't it. be headlining Glastonbury, mate. I've got a boil I've got to do. Nah. <laughs> and, and eventually they get to us and we're like, yeah, 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 please. <laughs> we'll do it. How would you do it? How would you headline Glastonbury? Uh, successfully, sexily and creatively. Of course. Of How would you headline Glastonbury? Well, that, I, I want to do that one now. That's the one I want to do. <laughs> Before, I was going to say ugly, terribly, <laughs> and with shit in our pants. But I think I prefer your plan. I think that's mm, better for us. It's a suit. I'm an astute. Are any of our listeners going to Glastonbury? If, if you're listening... All right. Here's the truth. Because you know Glastonbury, they have flags. Yeah. And they always get on telly oh, the flags. Oh, I would love that. If any of our listeners are going to Glastonbury, we will pay for a failing better flag if you can get it on television. Yeah. And if Paul McCartney, Kenneth Lamar or Billy Eilish listen to this, we'll, we would love it if just a little plug. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be any more than 10 minutes. But just one little plug, mentioning feeling better and how it's changed your life and improved it would be super helpful. I've just realised that the lineup I just read out was last year's lineup. Oh, really? So actually, maybe we are headlining this year. I would love that. It feels like that's what our career needs, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Um. I don't know who's doing it. Elton John, I think. Elton John. 
Wow. Who is that? Elton John, I just said. Do you know who Elton John is? Who? Pardon? <laughs> I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to say the two others because I thought they'd be free. Oh, I don't think they've all been announced yet. So there's Maybe still we're hope, in then. with a shot. There's still hope. Look, it, shall we it, send an email to the to Michael Levis now? Yeah, let's do that. And look, if you um if you want to email your local MP, that would also be very helpful. Just saying, look, I think it's time failing better got the chance they so clearly deserve to headline Glasgow. Yeah, and I I do genuinely mean this. If any of you are going to Glastonbury. Send us a message. Either either send us an email at failingbetterpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at failingpod. Let us know and we'll try and get you an amazing flag. You can fly the flag for failing better. I mean, that would be great for us. It'd be huge. We could, I mean, this could be the beginning of... Glastonbury 2023 is going to be the pivotal moment in failing better's history where we go from mediocre to incredibly successful i wonder if like if what should the flag say should it just say listen to failing better the podcast or should it say give us a five-star review i think it should say uh bangladesh always wins september 11th was inside job um and brexit was right and brexit was right (laughs) imagine that imagine yeah they go what what who is this we go viral we'd be so big on the dark web after that i'd love to be big on the dark web hmm I don't really understand that. Have you ever been on the dark web? We've talked about In my head, it's just eBay, but it's black. But it's like, <laughs> I'm so dumb. I'm so... In... in my head, the dark web is just eBay, but like the upside down, and there's like vines on it. If you asked me to draw what I thought the dark web was, you'd go, you know that that's impossible, right? And I'd go, yeah, I know that, but that's what I think it is in my head. Right. Well, that's very exciting. Maybe we should get on the dark web. Should we do that next episode? I think you have to literally get like a different torrent thing. And, and uh, oh, that's time. That's time. That's been this episode. It's a shame because I felt like we had so such a fruitful conversation. Well, I think this has been, I think if you're listening to this, you'll think, what a well-spent 30 minutes. Yeah, very well-spent 30 minutes. Um, genuinely, thank you for the nice reviews. Thank you to our new Patreons. Patreon.com slash failing better. You get extra episodes every week. Um, Johnny, plug your uh, thing. If you sign up to our Patreon for only £3 a month, you can get free tickets to uh, me doing a recording of my award-winning show, Off Limits, on the 27th of March at Downstairs at the King's Head. And uh, opening that night will be the magnificent Sean McLaughlin, who you may have seen on Live on the Apollo. You may have seen on Mop the Week. You may have seen rooting through your bins at night. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a very funny man, so you get both of us for free if you become a patron of this podcast. You also get like 40 Patreon apps, and you get an hour of Sean and an hour of me uh, doing free stand-up comedy. Bloody good, that. Well you done, think, Johnny. It felt quite. It felt like the best thing I've done on this podcast so far. I think it's the best thing you've done in the history of this podcast, or the history of your life. Yes, I mean, I think sometimes uh, you reach perfection in strange places. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see you next week, listeners. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, I have nothing else to say, really. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.